0: Uh, the book of Nehemiah I'm going to take my time and walk through that book with you for uh, a couple of Sundays and so you don't want to miss it um, and so we thank God for for that and so if you miss New Year's Eve go back, catch our points, catch our hashtags um, catch our uh, notes and those sorts of things uh, Nehemiah chapter 1 is where we were and so of course here we are today in Nehemiah chapter number two. Nehemiah chapter number two, uh, beginning at the first verse, and I'm just going to read the eight verses um, because I'm going to stay in the book of Nehemiah, chapter number two, and uh, get you from verses nine to 20 on uh, next Sunday. Uh, Next Sunday's sermon is coming out of the book of Nehemiah, chapter two, uh, verses nine through 20, and uh, it's going to be, uh, evaluation before elevation, but we'll get that next Sunday. So join me, Nehemiah chapter 2, beginning at verse number 1, concluding with verse 8, and it reads, doesn't it? In the month of Nicaea, in the 20th year of King Artaxerxes, when wine was served, I carried wine and gave it to the king. Now, I had never been sad in, the pre- in his presence before, so the king said to me, why is your face sad? Since you are not sick, this can only be sadness of heart. Then I was very much afraid. I said to the king, may the king live forever. Why should my face not be sad when the city and the place of my ancestors' graves lies waste and its gates have been destroyed by fire? Then the king said to me, what do you request? So I prayed to God of heaven. Then I said to the king, if it pleases the king, and if your servant has found favor, if your servant has found favor, you need to drop that in our chat box. If you're watching on Facebook, I need you to drop that in your chat box. Listen, this is 2021. It's some stuff you got to speak over your own life. You got to speak that over your, your life. As much as I, I want to pastor you and as much as I want to be a preacher and a prophet to you, some things you've got to be able to do and some things you've got to be able to say, some things you've got to be able to navigate for yourself. I need you to drop that word in the chat box. Drop it if you're watching on Facebook. Let it be your hashtag for the year, favor. Nehemiah says, if I have found favor, favor. If you found favor with you. I ask that uh, you send me to Judah, the city of my ancestors' graves, so that I may rebuild it. The king said to me, watch this, the queen also was sitting beside him. How long will you be gone and when will you return? So it pleased the king to send me and I sent him a date. Then I said to the king, if it pleases the king, let letters be given me to the governors of the providence beyond the river that they may that they may grant me passage until I arrive in the providence beyond the river. That they that they may grant me passage until I arrive in Judah. Here it is. Verse number eight and the letter of asaph the keeper of the king's forest directing him to give me timber to make beams for the gates of the temple fortress and for the wall of the city and for the houses that i shall occupy listen for the houses for the houses i shall occupy for the houses He's give, he says that in plural, for the houses, for the houses, Lord have mercy, for the houses. For some of you, this this is, this is the season. For those of you who have been contemplating uh, extra real estate, for those of you who have been looking for alternative income, guess what God is saying to you, houses. Nehemiah says, for the houses that I shall occupy. And the king granted me what I asked for, for the gracious hand of God. Watch this. For the gracious hand of God was upon me. For the gracious hand of God was upon me. Listen, family, come and let's go to God in prayer. God, we honor you. We thank you. We appreciate you for all that you are. Thank you for your power. Thank you for your presence, oh God, and your reminder that no matter what happens, oh God, you are still God. And so, God, we want to hear from you. We need to hear from you. Lord, if we don't hear from you, what shall we do? So take over my mind and my mouth. Fill me with your presence and feel free indeed. But in Jesus Christ's name, I pray most certainly I will attempt to preach world without end. And all of God's people who needed a word said "Amen." So the book of Nehemiah, chapter number two, verses one through eight. Just give me a moment uh, to teach for you just a little while while I have your time and attention. I want to talk from this thought, favor despite frustration, favor despite frustration, favor despite frustration, okay? 2020 was a very frustrating year for you, very frustrating year for many of us, but listen, there is still favor on your life, favor despite frustration, okay? You have favor despite frustration. Nehemiah is teaching us about favor in chapter 2 despite frustration, and so what we've got to understand is Nehemiah is situated in the palace somewhere around 443 BC, and uh, his brothers and his brother's friends from from chapter one they they go and they visit him and as they visit him uh, they bring with them a burden they they come into Nehemiah's presence Nehemiah is excited because he has a trusted job he's the right-hand man to the king um, his character has elevated him to to be in that place and so uh, he's happy 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 uh, God has blessed him however his brothers come his brother Comes um, in chapter one, and his brother comes with a burden. And the burden, watch this—the burden is so heavy on Nehemiah. This burden is so heavy uh, on his brother that this burden actually jumps onto uh, Nehemiah. And so the burden jumps onto Nehemiah, and as this burden gets onto him, it is burdened down. And so we learn that his brothers came to visit him. Here's an important point that you you need to to listen is that his brothers come and visit him the writer of Nehemiah tells us he visits him in the month of Kislev, and Kislev, uh, according to the calendar of that day is somewhere around November and December so his brothers come and visit him at the end of the year so in the month of Kislev, his brothers come and visit him they come and visit watch this with a burden they bring a burden with them and so Nehemiah spends time listening to God. And if you look at chapter 2, chapter 1 opens up telling us they visited in the month of Kislev. Chapter 2 opens up telling us that they visited him in the month of Nicaea. Now, uh, according to um, Bible scholars, Kislev and Nisan are four months apart. It's a four-month period. And so what we learn is that Nehemiah has spent four months of prayer. Not only has he spent four months of prayer uh, being consistent by talking to God, but he spends four months in prayer, not just talking, but listening to God. I believe it was Stephen Jackson who says to us that sometimes listening is of greater value than speaking. You may want to write that down. Sometimes listening listening, hearing is of greater value than speaking. So Nehemiah spends four months in prayer. He doesn't spend four months talking to God. I know some of y'all looking at me now, pastor, there's nowhere in the world I can talk to God for four months. I'm glad you can't talk to God for four months, but you can listen. And so Nehemiah spends time talking and listening to God. Despite this 13-year period that Ezra, who takes the Jews back on the second carrying away of sending them back home, Ezra established them spiritually. However, Ezra allows the talk, the tactic of the enemy. He allows it to be taught to distract them from the vision of God. Listen, family, you got to be careful at who let talk to you. Who you let whisper, as they would say, sweet nothings in your ear. Because that's just what they are. Sweet nothings. You got to be careful at who you let speak into your life. Who you let talk to you about certain things. You can't discuss everything with everybody. And so Ezra and the people of Jerusalem for 13 years have allowed the enemy to speak nothing but negativity into their lives. And they spoke so much negativity that it has distracted them from doing what they initially went back home to do. And that was rebuild the city. And so here it is 13 years later in the fourth month. Of the 13th year that Nehemiah is on his job and he is burdened down by the perspectives and the perplexities and the nagging uh, haters of uh, his people's day. So Nehemiah enters into chapter number two. He's on his job. He's still doing his physical job. He's still doing his secular job by providing for the king. And Nehemiah will teach us four things about talking and listening to God. Nehemiah teaches us that in spite and despite frustration, God will still have favor on your life. Where does this favor begin for Nehemiah in chapter number two? Number one, we find that God has favored Nehemiah in frustration because of his patience. What do you mean, pastor? Patience. When you are patient and persistent in your prayers, you've got to be willing to let God slow you down. See, some of us, we're moving so fast, and and, and now you went to sleep in 2020, and you woke up, and it's 2021, and you haven't done anything. Because you were too busy. Oh, God, hurry up and get us out of this thing. Oh, God, hurry up and get us out of this pandemic. And then some of you all, some of us were slick. I, I'm not going to put it on you include myself too some of us were so slick we said oh God I promise you if you can just stop this virus so I can get back to church oh I miss my church folk listen stop stop it. because half of you half of you didn't honor the pastor when you were in church and I'm sorry, this is in the part of my notes. Half of you didn't honor the pastor when you were in church. Half of you were asleep when the pastor was preaching. Half of you didn't pray for the pastor when the pastor was going through a season of uncertainty, a season of, of depression and stress, of distress. Half of you didn't pray for the pastor. You didn't pray for his family. But now all of a sudden we are in this pandemic and now all of a sudden you want to get back to church so bad. When, when in essence... When you left church all you talked about was how long the pastor preached. Well pastor, I hope you don't preach too long cuz I got to get to the Falcon game. Pastor, I hope you don't preach too long. I, I got to get to brunch. So I can get the I'm going to miss the bottomless mimosas. Nehemiah teaches us that God will favor us in the midst of frustration when we allow God, here it is, to slow us down. And so Nehemiah is patient because his brothers visit him in the month of Kislev. And then four months later, he's in the book of, he's in the month of Nicaea. He's doing his job, but the more, the more he spends time with God, the more God gives him an opportunity to, To to hear clearly and to see clearly, watch this, because Nehemiah is patient. You see, Nehemiah Nehemiah was the king's right hand man. So, Nehemiah could have immediately went to to the king and said, look king, I got to get home man, it's bad. Nehemiah had the money, he hung around the money folk. He could have easily ran straight back home and said, I got to get this done. But he doesn't do that. He takes his patience and he takes time to listen to God. He takes time to talk to God and really ask God, God, what is it? Here's what Nehemiah does. He does not allow destruction to distract him. How do we know that, Pastor? Because again, for four months, he he continues to go to work. He continued to punch the clock all while spending time with God. And Nehemiah's going to teach us a very profound lesson that he creates for himself devotion, dedication, and detail. Nehemiah's devotion and dedication and his attention to detail is what favors him in the midst of frustration. Because here it is. Nehemiah, in the midst of all that he's going through, he has patience with God. Number two, I got to rush on. Not only does Nehemiah teach us that when, when frustration is upon you, that God gives you favor through patience, but God also gives you favor through prayer. He gives you favor through prayer. Because now Nehemiah is in the presence of the king. And according to the rule of the Medo-Persian Empire, Nehemiah should have actually died that day he was in the presence of the king. Because you were, the Medo-Persian rule was you were never to come into the king's presence. Lord have mercy. Thank you, Jesus. You were never to come into the presence of the king with a sad disposition. And I hope some of you all wrote that down so that when church open back up for you since you are so ready to get back to church I hope you take the rule of the Medo-Persian Empire that you cannot enter into the presence of the king in any kind of way and I, I, I'm not a king I'm not I'm, I'm not calling myself a king so, so I, I don't care I don't care if you come to church and roll your eyes at me but don't enter into the presence of the king of kings with a sad disposition He runs the risk of being killed because he goes into the presence of the king and he's sad. But guess what? The king notices. His presence. Notice that 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 Nehemiah is special because he said, Look, Nehemiah, man, you've been working for me and I've never noticed you ever looking like this. What's the problem? Nehemiah said, Look, King, the the people, the people back home are, 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 are in destruction. My ancestors cities, you know, my mother and father and grandmama and them work to build it is dis- it's destroyed. And I need to, you know, I need to get back home. So he says, What is it that you need, Nehemiah? He says, I just need to get back home. But in the midst of that, the king asked him again, "Nehemiah, I will send you back home. But what is it that you need?" Nehemiah pauses in the middle of the conversation and prays. Now, now here is where this 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 notion of prayer comes into play, because now Nehemiah, you've been praying for four months, and you have been asking God. To move on the heart of the king. Now the king is giving you permission to go back home and you got to pray again. Prayer is Nehemiah's foundation. Prayer is going to be what drives him to the next level. Nehemiah teaches, watch this. Number one, he prays for four months. But then the second time he prays, he prays for four seconds. Number one, the first prayer of four months is a prayer of interpretation. Lord, let me process this. Let me interpret your vision. Let me interpret your plan, God. Let me interpret why you have me in the position that you have me in. And then boom, now God gives him favor not to die in the presence of the king because of his frustration he has to pray for four seconds, not about interpretation, but he has to pray now for initiation. Because his prayer is, God, this man is about to give me something. Watch this. Not only does the king give Nehemiah something. Number one, Nehemiah only wants permission to go back home. But he, the king now wants to give Nehemiah a blank check. Now, wouldn't that be something if God spoke to you, told you to go to the bank with a blank check? And they tell you, look, when you get to the bank, you can fill out the blank check for anything you need. Half of y'all don't know what you need because we have not spent time talking to God. Well, Pastor, I need a million dollars. What would you going to do with the million dollars? You ain't going to open no business. You ain't going to make no investments. You're not going to leave an inheritance to your children. So his first prayer of four months is interpretation. His second prayer is of initiation. Watch this. I want you to write this down. I wrote, this is an Andre Lord original right here. This is why I want you to write it down. Prayer. Prayer. Prayer sets the mood. That will cause the move prayer it sets the mood that will cause the move God grants him presence and in the presence of the king God grants him favor number three thirdly watch this number one, number one patience Favor is on your life in the midst of frustration when you have patience. Number two, favor is on your life in the midst of frustrations when you don't allow your frustrations to knock you off of your primary source of communication. Which is what? Prayer. And Nehemiah doesn't allow his emotions to be the leader. See, Nehemiah could have immediately start telling the king, man, I need this, I need that, I want this, I want that, can I have this, can I have that? No, 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 no. He controls the anxiety of his frustration, he controls the anxiety of his feelings, and even in the presence of the king, he prays. What, what are you saying, pastor? What, what I'm saying to you is, if I can pray and ask God to bless me behind closed doors. And then God puts me in the presence of what I've been praying for behind closed doors. I ought to spend time in prayer in the presence of the thing I prayed for. Say, say that again, Pastor. Let, let me, let me help you. Let me help some of you. If I pray in my prayer time for God to bless me with a new house, when I get to my new house. Before I walk in, but, but when I step on the line, I ought to be able to look up and give God. Let, let me help some of y'all. Let me let me let me let me help some of y'all secularly who who ready to log out. Justin Fields was Ohio State was the underdog against Clemson, but what I like about Justin Fields is number one, not that he's from Georgia. You know, he's a Georgia boy, born in up in Cobb County somewhere, went to Harrison High School. I didn't like him because he was from Georgia, because he Trevor Lawrence was from Georgia too. So I could have cheered for both of them. I'm not biased in the fact that that I was rooting for Justin Fields because Justin Fields was a young African American. I could I could have been biased. You know, I'm a self-proclaimed social gospel liberation uh, theological practitioner. I could have easily said I'm for Justin Fields because he's black. No, 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 no. But every time Justin Fields did something good in the game, he did like this. He gave honor to God. On the biggest stage of his life, Lord have mercy. I wish, I wish, I, I wish God would told me to preach this thing instead of, teach, instead of teaching. Listen, you've got to be able to honor God in the smallest of places. This is for you, Doctor McIntyre. You got to be able to honor God in the smallest of places. But when God puts you on the stage and in the presence of the place that you pray for, you've got to be able to still give God the same energy. I guess I'm, let me say it off all my young folk that's watching. In 2021. You need to tell some of the folk in 2020 who talked about you to keep that same energy when God bless you. The same folk who said you weren't going to be anything in, in, in 2020. In 2021, tell them to keep that same energy. The same people who prayed for you. The same people who lifted you up. The same people who encouraged you. The same people who helped you. In 2021, they need to keep that same energy. I love Nehemiah because Nehemiah is in the presence of the king and the same energy he had in private he's the same way in public stop changing yourself based on the environment that you're in stop trying to be something in the presence of other folk and just baby be yourself if you silly be silly with your silly self if you're crazy be crazy with your crazy self if you're fancy be fancy with your fancy self don't change who you are based on what you need because God wants to bless who you are Nehemiah doesn't change Nehemiah's countenance he prays powerfully for months in private and then he gets publicly in the presence of the king and he prays with the same power how you know pastor because it didn't take him long in private he prayed for four months in public, he prayed for four seconds. Because the power of God was on his... He didn't have to get ready. When I was online, I was pledging Alpha, Brother Hessler. They used to tell us when the big brothers would call us, they said, look, little brother, we you need to stay ready. Because if you stay ready, you don't never have to get ready. So I have, used to have to stay ready. Listen, I don't know who I'm prophesying to. I don't know who I'm teaching to this morning. But listen... You've got to let prayer keep you in a place where you are always ready to respond to God's grace and God's favor. Even in the midst of frustration, you've got to be able to respond to God in such a way that God is going to bless you in public for everything you talked about in private. But here's what he does. Thirdly and finally, thirdly, he says, he says, look, I've prayed, King. And what I need, I don't really need your money. I don't really need anything else from you. More than anything, king, I need your partnership. I need your partnership. What are you saying, pastor? Because during the day, during, during Nehemiah's day, Nehemiah says, king, I need to go back to the city of my ancestors. He doesn't call the name of the city. Because had he called the name of the city, the king may not have blessed him. Because the the city at that time was a city who was known for bucking the system. This city was known for being uh, rebellious. This city was known that if the king said go right, they were going to go left on purpose. So he doesn't call the name of the city. He says, I need to get back to the place, watch this, of my ancestors' graves. He remembers his mothers, his father, the folk who prayed for him. He says, King, I need your partnership. I need your partnership to to help me with this difficult task. Why does he need his partnership for this difficult task? Number one, he need his partnership... Number one, he needs it because he needs it because of the haters. You see. Because twice Zerubbabel went back to rebuild the city and the haters took Zerubbabel out. Ezra went back and tried to rebuild the city. The haters took Ezra out. And Nehemiah knows that the haters and the words of the haters and the presence of the haters and the energy of the haters is so strong that nehemiah knows he cannot fight them by himself pastor what are you saying i'm gonna to prophesy to somebody the, the, the reason why you were so tired in 2020 the reason why you went to bed early and got up late the reason why you couldn't couldn't stay awake During virtual church. I don't understand how you go to sleep in virtual church. But the reason you couldn't stay awake during virtual church. Is because you were tired. Not physically. But spiritually and mentally. Because you were trying to fight something by yourself. That God never designed you to fight with. In 2021. I want to let you know it's okay to talk to somebody. It's okay to get help from somewhere, even if it ain't your pastor. Sometimes I can't talk to you because I'm, I'm, I need help myself. But Nehemiah understands his haters are, are, are so powerful that he cannot fight this fight by himself. So he needs the king to send protection with him so that he can concentrate on what God has for him. And I don't know about you, but I've been praying for you and I'm praying for your family that that God's put a head finch of protection around you so you can concentrate on the things of God. But number two, number two is going to really rock your socks off. Number two, not only does he need Nehemiah's partnership because of the haters, Lord Jesus, have mercy on west side. But he needs the king's partnership because the vision that he's prayed for for four months is so big that he cannot do it by himself. Pastor, you got to talk to him and talk real plain to me now. You need a vision from God that is so big that you cannot do this thing by yourself. Because if you can do it by yourself, then you don't need no help. You don't need no help from God. You don't need no help from friends. You don't need no help from family. You don't need no, you don't need no help from nobody. Favor in the midst of frustration is when you are not so bougie that you are that you think you're the only one that's suffering with that issue favor in the midst of frustration is when you can find a partner who can get in there with you who can pray with you who can plan with you who can be real with you who can shoot it straight with you I saw a quote this week on Facebook. It says, you need friends who will say what they need to say to your face yeah. and not say it behind your back all at the same time. You need some folk that'll, that'll say what needs to be said to you, to your face and never say a word about it behind your back. So Nehemiah goes, to the king and says what he needs to say and say look king as much as I want you to send me home I really need your partnership and what he tell the king is look king I know you can't go with me because your job is already too big but send some of your maids with me send some of your army men send some of your bodyguards with me send, send, send some letters he tells him give me a letter Lord have mercy give me Because the king's word is so powerful that if I say the king said it, then so shall it be. You need partnership. Nehemiah teaches us that real favor doesn't come in singular form. Real favor come when you have somebody who can touch and agree and pray. And plan. And, and watch this. Here's what, what 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 God really want me to tell somebody. You need some friends. Or you, you don't have to be a friend. You need to pray. And ask God to put you in the place. Of some people. It could be a stranger. But I need a partner. I need partnership. In this season of my life. That won't distract me. Or, or destroy what it is that God has for me. But I need somebody who's willing to, watch this, go through the process. Yeah. See, I don't want nobody who's going to hang around me when I get up here. No, 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 no. I need somebody that's going to be with me in the midst of my frustration. Somebody who's going to say, now listen here. Stop having a pity party because God, God's favors on your life. Stop being sad. Stop, stop speaking negativity, Pastor, because God's favor is on your life. I need some partners who will tell me, God is tired of you complaining, Pastor. Favor in the midst of frustration. Favor comes when you are patient. Favor comes when prayer is the monument of the move that God wants to navigate in your life. Prayer sets the mood that causes the move. And thirdly and finally, you've got to pray for a partnership. Partnership. I want a partnership, you see. I want God to put me in the room with millionaires and billionaires. Not because I want some of their money. I don't just want one check from them. I don't need no millionaire to just give me one check. I need them to make a continuous investment in my life because I'm so busy doing God's will that that one check is already spent and this thing that I got for God to do in the church's life is so big that I don't need the city council's partnership I need the mayor's partnership but when the mayor get through doing her part I need Governor Kim we may may not agree on some stuff but I need his partnership I need partnership because the vision of God is so big. The weight of the vision, the weight of it is so grand that I cannot do this thing by myself. Listen, family, I'm praying for you. I don't know who you are, but I know you have been frustrated. You have been frustrated by friends. You've been frustrated by foes. You're frustrated because you've gone. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Bless your name. I think you know who you are. I'm about to say this. I'm speaking to you and you know who you are. In the midst of frustration, you went to the job interview. You have yet to hear back from the job. But allow your patience and your prayers to be persistent. That God can navigate a move beyond what you see and how you feel. I think you know who you are. You got to be able to let prayer drive you. And then you got to tell God, God, send me the right partner. It ain't got to be your homeboy, your homegirl, your cousin, your aunt, your uncle, everybody you hang out with all the time. God can send you a stranger. King Artaxerxes and Nehemiah are from two different sides of of the track. Xerxes family history kept Nehemiah's family in bondage. They ain't supposed to get along, but Nehemiah found favor in the midst of the family that brought frustration on his people. And God still gave favor from the enemy. Read Nehemiah when you get home. Do, do your background. Do your historical study you'll find you got to have the right partner the weight of the vision your vision ought to be so big for 2021 that somebody or somebody's Got to help you manifest the very thing that God has placed in your life. I want to pray for you. God, we thank you right now. We honor you. We appreciate you, God. Thank you that even in the midst of frustration, God, there is favor still on our lives. So now, oh God, remove and decrease our anxiety and give us patience. God, let us be careful of how we talk, but spend time talking and listening in prayer. And God, in this season of our lives, both personally and professionally, we are praying for the right partner. God, send us the right partner. Whether that partner looks like us, whether they grew up where we grew up, whether they live in another part of the world, another part of the state. God, we need the right partner in this season. God, put the weight of your vision. Put the weight of your vision that you have for your people. Put it on west side. But God, let us not be able to manifest this thing by ourselves. Put us at the tables with the right partners spiritually. Send us spiritual partners. Send us physical partners. Send us builders. And God, send us lenders. Put us at the right table with the right financial partners. That God, because of your favor that is on us. They don't need to see my FICA score God they don't need me to fill out the loan application that God because of your favor on my life they are willing to financially fund the vision of God so even in the midst of our frustration show us a glimpse of your favor God, we honor you, we thank you, we appreciate you for all that you are and all that you do. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, family, if you know that you know that you know you're not saved, once you get saved, once you get saved right now, Tell somebody you want to be saved. Send us an email. Just If you're watching online, in the chat box, just put save in there. Put salvation in there. People are standing by ready to welcome you to the family of God. Listen, if you want to be a member of the church, in fact, while we had our uh, breakdown, while our technology broke down, uh, we had a member who, well, we had someone who sent us an email and simply said, look, I want to be a member. I believe that is number six for us this is the 6th person that has sent us an email sent us a message and told us they want to be a member of the Westside Community CME Church. Listen, if you want to be a member of our church just click member put membership in the chat box. We've got people standing by ready Willing and able to welcome you to the West Side Community Church. Listen, live wherever you want to live. I heard one of my homiletical heroes say it this way on Watch Night. You can live in Decatur. You can live in Dubai. And you can still be a member of the West Side CME Church. You can live in Fulton County. You can live in France. You can still be a member of this church. You can live in Atlanta or Asia. You can still be a member of the West Side Community CME Church. We want you to be a member of our church. Put member in the chat box, send us an email, send us a message. We're going to be in touch with you about some new membership opportunities, how you can integrate yourself into our family, how you can welcome yourself, how we can introduce ourselves to you virtually and let you know that we appreciate you being a part of our church. Send us an email, send us a message, drop membership in the chat box. We're ready to receive you to the Westside community, CME Church's family. And then lastly, but not least, we want you to sow a seed into this ministry. We want you to sow a seed because the weight of the vision of God is so big uh, in our life that we need financial partners. This is the season for 20 plus years. I'm putting it in the atmosphere for 20 plus years. The West Side Community Church has had a strong desire to expand and to build. And I believe that we need the right partners in the right place at the right time to help us fulfill what God is doing. Listen, our neighborhood is regentrifying, which means it's time for us to regentrify. Sow a seed into this ministry. We want to build, we want to buy, we want to expand, we want to do whatever it is that God has called us to do on this corner. And if it's not this corner, God, show us the land, show us the place where you would have for us to be. But if you do us a favor, send us a seed so we can pray over that seed so that God can water that seed so that you can receive the fruit of the seed that is being put in the ground. And now, family, if you don't mind, let us uh, prepare now for the. For communion the very first communion of the new year if you have your families gather your family your friends around uh the computer screen the phone wherever you are if you have wine get your wine if you have bread bread crackers juice if you will doesn't matter what kind of juice it is if you don't have any juice water will do just fine it's just a simple gesture what we're getting ready to do is an outward gesture of an inward grace that God has uh, for us. And so I want you to gather yourselves, gather your families. We'll give you a moment and we'll come right back and participate in the service of Holy Communion.